Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. You're listening to episode eight of the Equipping ELLs podcast. Welcome to another episode of Equipping ELLs. If you are new to teaching newcomers, it is possible that on their arrival, the first thing you reached for was a vocabulary packet of worksheets to help them begin to learn English, but that is not what is best for them. And today I'm here to share with you three ways to go beyond the worksheet without a lot more added work on your part. Now, before we get to the show, I want to give a quick shout out to Linda, who left a review, and she said that this podcast has really been a lifesaver. The other ESL teacher in my school and I are brand new to the position, and we have listened to all the episodes so far of the podcast and took notes. We recently had a newcomer to the school and did things she mentioned, like pronouncing his name correctly and having books in his native language, which I could tell he appreciated. We have used numerous TBT resources from Beth and have been asking our admin for an equipping ELL subscription. Beth is a wealth of knowledge and we are so fortunate to have found her. I'm so glad you've added this podcast as another resource. So thank you so much, Linda, for that wonderful feedback. And thank you to everyone who has been leaving reviews and sharing about this podcast. It means so much to me. You never know, your review might be heard here on this podcast in an upcoming episode soon. So let's dive into today's episode. Now, I know that there is an increase across the country of newcomer students. I'm receiving emails constantly and saying, I have three students from Afghanistan. I have five students from Honduras. What do I do? I I have no idea where to begin. And so immediately we want to do the quickest thing that will save us time. And this is exactly what I did when I had my first newcomer student from Bulgaria. 
I tried to find some worksheets that I could print and give them to her so that she had at least something to do that was appropriate for her. I pretty much left it up to her coloring every day some sort of worksheet. And it was easy for me to do that because then I didn't have to really think about it. I felt like at least I was giving her something that was appropriate for her. But in the bottom of my heart, I knew there's so much more I want to do for the student. And there's so much more that I could do if I just had somebody to tell me what I should be doing with her and to provide those materials. Because at the end of the day, we know learning a language through a worksheet is not going to be the best way to learn a language. Probably a lot of us have experienced that if you've taken a language class and it was mostly worksheet-based or workbook-based, it's really not a great way to learn a language. A language is learned in context. A language is learned through experience. And so we want to give our students that so that they really engage with the language right away and it's not something that they dread every single day. So the first thing that I want you to think about before you begin working with newcomers is to think and put yourself in their shoes. So often the first things that I see teachers teach their newcomers are ABCs, colors, body parts, things like that, basic English vocabulary. There's a time for that. But think, if you went to a new country and you were immersed in another language, how helpful would it be for you to learn the ABCs right away? It really wouldn't be helpful for you. If you're trying to figure out how to find something or you're lost and you're trying to figure out how to get somewhere or you're trying to find out what the word bathroom is, Those are the the essential words our newcomers need to learn. So we must begin with survival words over basic English vocabulary, okay? We do not want to rush into the academics right away of of figuring out, do they know letter sounds? Do they know anything in English yet? And start to do, you know, ABCs right away. That is not helpful to them. We need to build a foundation And it needs to begin with words that they need right away. So survival words like, you know, where is the classroom or just even pictures of words they're going to see around the school, classroom, cafeteria, playground, pictures of the people in your school so that they're familiar with this person is my ESL teacher. This person is my homeroom teacher. Words like students, classroom desk. Those are crucial words to begin with. So instead of just grabbing those worksheets that start to cover basic English vocabulary, start by thinking, what are the most important words and phrases that I can give the student so that they can begin to feel more comfortable in their environment? Because they're going to know that they have learned how to ask for help if they get lost or if they're in the cafeteria and they're not sure where they're supposed to go to next, if you can give them that phrase or you can give them even a picture card that they can show another teacher, you're giving them the tools and the skills they need to be able to begin to learn in your environment, in this new environment. So before we even get to the three things today, just keep that in mind as you're choosing where to begin with your newcomers. We don't want to just start giving them random vocabulary that's not going to be effective in those beginning stages of being a newcomer. 
Let's dive into three ways we can go beyond the ESL worksheet. The first way is instead of that worksheet or even alongside that worksheet, bringing in realia and using real objects brings a language to life. We want to incorporate the senses using multimedia, using interactive activities as much as possible. Think of yourself. How would you learn better? By doing a crossword puzzle on vegetable vocabulary or by having all these different vegetables set up in the room where they go, they explore, they smell. Maybe they share that word with you in their native language. Maybe they create a dictionary of the words in their native language and the word in English with a picture. Just using realia can bring so much more meaning to a lesson, and that's how they're going to remember the words. Remember that a student needs to hear a word 10 times before they it sticks with them. So your lessons need to have a variety of ways that they are working with the words, that they're touching the words, that they're seeing it in context. Maybe you read a book with the words and then you bring in the realia and they do even a different guessing game. Maybe you could put the realia in a bag and have the students touch it and see if they can guess what the fruit is or the vegetable or the clothing, anything like that. Using and finding ways to make that vocabulary come to life is going to really help your students remember the vocabulary and build on that. Remember at these beginning stages, you're building the foundation of language with your students. And so you want to remember that, that you want this these words to stick because this is the foundation that everything else is going to be built on. And so when they have a huge variety in word bank that they're beginning to learn as a newcomer, that's going to help them go so much further than if they're being exposed to the vocabulary, but it's really not sinking in. So number one, use real objects. Plan out one topic a week and just focus on those words. You know, keep it small. We want to choose maybe six to eight words a week that you're working on and focus on those. The second tip is to use pictures and games. You know, as we've heard so many times before, a picture says a thousand words. We know that pictures are powerful, but even more so when you're working with English language learners. So take those six to eight vocabulary words that you're focusing on this week and make sure that you give them those words with pictures. So start the week out with pictures and the words and then find a ton of different ways to use those words as games. You know, games like memory or games like bingo, even for corners, put a one picture up in each corner of your classroom and then tell the students to Go to the corner that has a picture of, you know, a student reading a book if you're working on words that you're seeing in the classroom and have them walk to that corner. Or you can say, you know, go to a corner and use that picture. See if you can tell me a word from that picture or use that in a sentence. So there's so many ways that you can scaffold a lesson, even with just one picture, because what you're going to find out is if you're working with a group of newcomers, they are going to go at all different speeds. You could have some who just really soak it in. They start to take off really quickly. And you can have others who it really is a lot longer of a process for them to learn the language. And so even in a group of newcomers, you're going to be having to scaffold and support 
the different levels of newcomers you're going to be working with. And that's the beauty of pictures and games. You can easily scaffold and support those students without having to do a lot more work. So keep that in mind, those same vocabulary words. Remember, we want to keep it to six to eight words and focus on those using a variety of different methods for the students to interact with the vocabulary so it sticks. The last tip is to incorporate more activities of play and STEM learning. Think about how do you learn a new language. The best way to learn is by talking with your peers, by interacting in a natural way. That happens through play. That happens through problem solving. That happens through challenges like STEM challenges. And so, you know, with students taking those six to eight vocabulary cards words, let's say that we are focusing on verbs in school. Okay, that's a great topic because they need to know those verbs. When their teacher, their homeroom teacher says, you know, we're going to be reading right now, they need to know pretty quickly what that means, the word reading. So let's say that you are doing that. Let's walk through these three steps of what that would look like. So you might have set out on your table a variety of different objects, like a book, a notebook. Maybe you have a jump rope for PE class so they understand some of those verbs that they might do in PE. Maybe you have some food from the cafeteria to talk about the verbs that they would use in the cafeteria. So you can set these all out and you're going to model them. You're going to have them replicate what you're modeling. Maybe at a point they can teach each other what they're, the verb they're using. Then you might go into a game. Maybe they play, you know, Pictionary where they have to draw what they're doing, or maybe they have to act it out and the other peers have to guess. And you can do all these things with newcomers because you're just asking them to respond with one word that they've been hearing over and over that they're becoming really familiar with. And guess what happens when you set that standard for them that they can do it? They're going to feel so proud when they get that answer right, when they say that word correctly, when they remember that vocabulary word that they've been working on. And that then helps promote more engagement. It helps promote them to be more excited about the whole learning process. And so from there, we're still working on verbs in the school. You're playing some games. You introduce the words with some pictures. You use some realia. So then let's keep going with that topic. So how could you incorporate some activities of play around the idea of verbs? Okay, again, maybe you have a center set up where they role play Maybe one's the teacher, the other ones are the students. They're giving commands, they're giving directions that their students have to follow. Maybe you give them a STEM activity of having to do something that's related to those verbs. There's a a variety of ways that you can then extend the lesson and give students time and just a simple prompt to interact with one another and interact with the vocabulary that you're learning. Okay, incorporating play and games encourages connections and friendships with your newcomers. And that's a key part of learning a language. When you give your students opportunities to communicate amongst each other, even if it's in their native language, they're going to grow in relationships and friendships with their peers, which will in turn help them to feel more excited and confident in being able to do scary things like talk in front of their peers and share their work with their peers. So that's all part of the learning process with our newcomers. We need to help 
build those positive interactions with the language and with each other. Now, I get that worksheets are easy and comforting. I've used them. I'm not against them. I think there's a place and a time for them. If you've gone through these steps with your students that week, and then at the end, you want to follow up with a worksheet and with a way to see and check in on their progress, I think that's a great time to use it. But to only rely on worksheets and workbooks to help our students learn English is really a disservice to them. So think through these three steps and think of how you can apply that this week to your students and their learning of English. Now, the good news is I am not leaving you hanging. If you are new to working with newcomers, you have got to get my Everything You Need for ELL Newcomers bundle. This is a best-selling bundle, which is sold in over 90 countries around the world, which is crazy to think about that. But it provides you with a year-long curriculum of daily lesson plans and activities that are interactive, engaging, and fun for both you and your students. You are going to enjoy teaching these newcomers because you're going to have everything set up for you and your students are going to love the engaging games, the interactive grammar notebooks, the little reading booklets. All of it is in one bundle. So this is going to completely take the guesswork out of what your newcomers need and it's going to help you introduce vocabulary in context, not more random lessons on vegetables. So There's a bundle for younger ELLs and older ELLs that you can find in the show notes. This bundle has already been helping students in over 4,000 classrooms worldwide. So stop guessing and start teaching your newcomers confidently today. So this will show you those six words to highlight each week. Then you know what realia you need to bring in. You know what games are already set up for you to play. It's all done for you. So if you are new to teaching ESL and you're feeling really overwhelmed and lost, this bundle is going to help you. If your school does not have a curriculum for ELLs, this is definitely going to be a huge help to you because like I said, it's all set up and ready for you. So you can find that in the show notes. Please let me know if I can help with anything else. But thank you so much for listening today. And I will be back next week with another episode of Equipping ELLs. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.